0: Well, welcome back to Three Men and Their Babies, Three Dads, Three Very Different Scenarios. Back to a triple threat this week, as Benny has decided for the good of everybody to ditch his family this week and come on and talk to his friends. Adam is also here. Boys, how are you
1: doing? <laughs> yeah, all good. Thanks. Good to see you, Benny. It's been a while. Back once <laughs> again with the renegade master. How are we all doing?
2: <laughs> yes, um, Freya, Freya is a lot better now. Thank you very much. She's, not, she's uh, stopped being such a whiny cow about having these teeth coming through, and she's feeling a lot better. Uh, what I've discovered, though, is um, she's now getting to the point where she's she's always been like uh, the sort of baby who resists going off to sleep, but now it's, it's getting to the point where she has to be in an exact position, an exact way around to fall asleep, and it's the only way that it'll work. So around about this time, like half eight, nine o'clock, for those listening, that's when we record the show, is around about the sort of time where she starts getting Dozy, and then Dozy turns into Cranky, and then Cranky eventually turns into You got to put me like this before I'll nod off, and then she'll stay asleep mostly until seven o'clock in the morning. Like I, I will rouse her at half ten to give her her bedtime feed, and then that's the last you'll hear from her until it's wake up time. But yeah, she's doing all right. She's also getting to the point now as well, where again, like this is all new to me, and this is, the shortest is like running the middle of shit for you two. I think I mentioned like a couple of podcasts back that she started like discovering like parts of her body. So like now she can, she can touch her toes and she can like bring her legs up high enough where she can reach them with her toes and just kind of like end up being a, a rocking like on her back essentially. But some, she started doing something which really makes me laugh, which is, um, she, Almost like a stoner. She's like dis- discovering her fingers and how like she can move each one of her <laughs> fingers. And like how she's like really interested in her hands. And I'm just like, Oh, you you've obviously been in the uh, Blossom sash because you must be off your face right now, baby.
0: <laughs> just looking at them. Oh man, cool. And you look at it cuts to it cuts to basically Freya's point of view and it's just like flashing purple lights and yeah. yellow lines. She's going, Oh man. <laughs>
2: With like, with, like, Grateful Dead playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, it's like the library I, scene in
1: uh, <laughs> that space film.
2: I, I also have, um, if, if you'll indulge me for just a second, um, I also have opinions regarding, I, I listen to the podcast, not often I listen to the podcast back after we record it, but the ones where I'm not on, I do tend to listen to, just in case, just so I don't want to be um, caught up with everything. Because you know we're going to slate you, that's why. Exactly, yeah. I want to know what <laughs> shit you said about me. Yeah, exactly. To be fair, like you were quite kind. It was more like in the uh, in the show notes where you say I've abandoned my friends. That's where <laughs> that, that hit me. That hit me in the heart. I wasn't I wasn't ready for that. What I want to talk about is the kiss, which you sp- I know you spent like Ugh. all the last episode on it. So yep. I, I'll be brief. Okay, I'll be brief. First of all, like I you you put it in the uh, the Discord chat while I was um, upstairs with Freya and Blossom, and I, I mentioned that takes me back. I feel like every boy like I went to school with had this poster. I went yeah, to school. Yeah. I went to uni. We've had this poster. The only person that didn't was Benny. Benny had a room full of like um, Stone Cold Steve Austin posters, and that was pretty much it. No, no uh, beautiful women doing beautiful women doing a kiss on each other. No, it's but, just s- Stone Cold Steve Austin and
1: the Undertaker kissing. Exactly, kissing. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had an Undertaker poster as well. I actually, now you mention it, because <laughs> they they were the they were the big influences in my life. The thing about the kiss, though, is like you, you guys mentioned it as well. It's a, it's a beautiful photo, like, you talk about, the, I mean, I don't know shit about art, but, uh, like, in terms of like, the contrast and everything, I don't find the fact that it's two women kissing, like, um, titillating in any way. It doesn't do anything for me. If I got into a situation where two women wanted to take me back, oh, this is, like, the most unlikely scenario in the history of anything, <laughs> where two women <laughs> wanted to take me back to their, their place for a menage a trois, the I'm, not gonna be, I'm not going to be involved at all. Like It's just going to be them two, because they, they'll be like, hmm, should I go with the fat beardy one, or this beautiful woman that's next to me? I, mean, I, think, <laughs> I, I know which term option I choose. The only thing, like back when I was younger, that I found like quite exciting about it was um, the lady on the... I don't know if you got the image up on Discord. Um, yeah. The lady on the left, there's a slight little gap between her leg and her knickers, and that was the bit I found exciting about it. I was like, oh, you can, if you look really, really hard, you might be able to see a little hint of Fanny. And that's, that's, the, part, that's the part that I enjoyed about the kiss.
1: Oh my God. Jesus H. Corbett.
0: <laughs> wow. Benny really is into the uh, show me, don't show me, don't show me, no, show me, no,
1: don't show me. I don't yeah. want to see it really.
2: <laughs> I don't know what I want.
1: Yeah, I just need that's... the hint. I don't need the real thing, just a hint. <laughs>
2: Exactly, yeah. Just, 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 a snifter. Well, maybe not a snifter, Fanny. <laughs> oh, poor disgusting. choice.
1: Just, poor just choice. A, just, yeah, a, just a little
2: sample of the Fanny. The other thing is, uh, I I'm sad that I missed out on the film quotes chat. I, again, Adam was right. I didn't have a very, very good one that would that would have um um in would have added to the conversation. So it's probably a good thing that I missed it. The only thing that popped into my head when I was listening back to the podcast was. Um, and, and it's funny because it actually reminds me of you guys, like of um, of uh, times playing um bat- the amount of times we played Battlefield together back in the day. One of my favourite quotes is from Die Hard. Dan's probably going to know what it is straight away. Um, and the great actor, great the late great Alan Rickman. And there's a scene in Die oh. Hard where, um, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Got it. <laughs> there's a scene. There's a scene in Die Hard where um, it's quite near the end. Like the the baddies have discovered that. Uh, John McLean's like, running around the house and then, uh, running around the house, running around the building, Alan Rickman's character realises uh, during a firefight that he's not wearing any shoes. So he um, informs his um, head henchman, Carl, to, um, she's in defenster. And he says it really in a really aggressive way. And it gets to the point where Carl's just staring at him like he doesn't un- understand what the fuck he's saying, even though he's a native German and it should be absolutely there for him. And it's, it's not even so much the lion it's the way that Alan Rickman rolls his eyes before he delivers the line because I can feel like how annoyed he is when he says "shoot the glass," and that is that's the one. That's the that, that, as soon as you mentioned film quotes, that was the one that immediately popped into my head, and oh, that, 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 is, that, that reminds me of you guys, and that's what makes me happy. <laughs>
0: That is a good choice. I remember you saying that because on certain maps to capture certain points you did have to run through and shoot glass. So you yeah, would yeah. do that line, or shoot the glass all shoot the time. Shoot the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Just quickly about Frey then, so how are you remedying the uh, the teething situation? What's, what's working for her at the moment with her teeth?
2: We have found two very successful teething rings currently. Okay. Uh, one of them is shaped like an elephant and on each oh. like, appendage of the elephant has like um, little bumps, essentially, like and he, and each one's different. Like one's got big bumps, one's got little bumps, one's got kind of like curves rather than bumps. And she seems to like move from like from appendage to appendage on that, depending on like how she's feeling. So like, she'll go from a trunk to a leg to another leg to like its back. And there's another one which is like on a, it's like it's like on a bracelet and there's a heart on it with again which has got like different bumps on it. And she seems to be really into that in the minute. We were told by one of Blossom's friends that the, a good thing to do for it is put these things in the fridge and then yep. give them to the baby. Um, yep. Currently, it doesn't seem to be making much difference. I think it's more the texture than anything that is what she's into. But we have yet to try the... It's not, it's not gotten to the point where we need to try um, the bonjela yet, like Adam, um, Adam suggested to me a while ago. But that's something we do have like in, in the playbook, just in case the need the the arises. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's good to have it there as a backup just in exactly. case. Exactly. It was exactly the same thing as what we had with the Infocol. We never really like had to use it, but it was there just
1: in case. Uh speaking Back as into... one of the faces of Infocol, I'm I'm upset <laughs> that you were uh, you didn't use it, but uh at least you bought some. My oh, my yeah. marketing as one of the faces of Infocol has worked. Like, and get I'm me pleased wrong. for
2: like, that. We went through a couple of like um a couple things of infacol like we we didn't nice. like hardly ever use it we did it got some good use out of it but yeah in the end like it, i think because if if you remember me saying the thing that was bothering freya was the fact that every time she fed she got hiccups but she was never like in any pain with like colic or anything like that we we must have got like seriously lucky it was just the fact that every time we fed her or we like she got halfway through feeding you'd burp her and then she'd get the hiccups and then you can't feed her until the hiccup stopped in these last like fifteen twenty minutes, and that, and then it's just a bit of a waste of time. But uh, we got away with it, and hopefully we're going to get away with uh, scot free with the teeth in situation. Although I find that to be very unlikely.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah hope so. you're, you're possibly cursing yourself by saying yeah, no. that. <laughs> it's an absolute jinx saying, Yeah, yeah. We can manage it because <laughs> we there this. are a lot of teeth yet to come through. <laughs>
2: Oh, and there's one more thing. Oh, I've taken up like ten the first ten minutes of the show. Sorry, everyone. Um, the other thing that Freya has discovered is the art of the stealth poo. Now, oh. <laughs> usually, usually when the baby poos, for the uninitiated in the audience, um, she'll, Freya will do like a proper proper gruntin to note to signify to you that a poo is coming. She'll like clench her face. Her face will go like red slash purple. And then eventually a poo will come. Or if we feel like a poo's coming, we'll put her in. Regular listeners to the show remember Floyd, the amazing vibrating chair, which <laughs> is called Floyd because it's undefeated at getting poos to come out of the bum. And for, for example, just today, we were sitting up at the table eating dinner and Freya... She, I think she's just disguising it with the, the blowing of the raspberries that she started doing because uh, as I was, I cleared the table, I was getting her down and suddenly the stench was there. The stench of shit was there. And I confirmed with Blossom, like there was never any grunting during the whole time we were eating dinner. It was just literally her getting excited blowing raspberries. So I think she's now, she's, she's gotten a bit too clever and now she's disguising her shitting with raspberries, which is making it a little bit more difficult to get rid of the shit quickly. That was something
0: that we did forget to tell you about, is that for some reason, yeah, that, that grunting and straining and red face to have a poo, it does stop mm. around. And Georgia did the same. You, It's then that situation that you see all the time where you pick up a baby and go, "Oh, hang on a minute. Mm. And then you turn them round, hold them and sniff their bum and go, "Oh, Jesus, yeah, all right, <clears> you shit, right, okay. <laughs> and it, yeah, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. There's no warning or anything. It, it yeah. just, they just poo and that's it. So
1: yeah, we forgot to tell you about that one. Sorry about It's <laughs> that. <laughs> <That's> fine, it's <that's laughs> fine. We will deal <laughs> with it. We are definitely. Totally. You've got to have some surprises. We, we can't true. spoil fatherhood for you completely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point, actually. Good idea. Adam, mate, how was your week? My, mine was a pretty standard week, really. I have been finding myself quite low energy, though, the past few days. And just kind of not caring about some stuff that i should be caring about like a little bit of housework because i'm just like uh, okay i can do it later that that initial burst of energy that i've gotten like last week properly jumping into housework and getting the house really nice and cleaning my carpets with a rug doctor and everything has kind of worn me out and <laughs> now i'm back to like uh if i could do it tomorrow that'll be good because i'll have more time tomorrow But yeah, other than that, standard week. It's been a quiet one. The only thing that's happened has actually happened today with little Daisy. Is we've had the talk about the real names for genitalia, Uh, and oh, like we we've talked about stuff before, and I've mentioned you know it's it's not called a winky, it's called a penis, and we have mentioned it in the past, but we had like a proper discussion because she was like. Where do you wee from? I was like, well, buckle up, because... We're about to go I'm down the to, journey here I'm about to horrify you, child Wait yeah. one Turn your, no, your she,
2: textbooks to page 400, please
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, She was in the bath So she was demonstrating on herself Which was a bit... This goes back to what I was saying the other <laughs> week oh, about yes, yes. When, when do <laughs> oh I God. stop bathing her And when mm, does she do yeah. herself? But she was like, let me just open things up here And say, <laughs> look, this is where I wee from But oh, where do you wee from? Oh, it's so uncomfortable Okay, so we're talking about, like, urethras And the fact that, (gasps) like, the vagina as a whole has two holes uh, And there is a third hole, where you poop from And men (laughs) have just the one hole there, on theirs And she was like, uh, she asked a question Which I thought, actually, that's a very good question Is, why are there so many different names for a winky But there isn't (laughs) for my lady bits? And I was like, that's a very good point, because we just call them lady bits, or we call them a, a vagina. We don't say, like, anything else, really. Like, Fanny is the, practically the only thing I could think of. But because <laughs> I like, said that about ten well, minutes ago. You call it a willy, a winky, and a penis? But why are there so many names? And it got me to thinking, like, what, what would I call it? Like, what's the next stage up? In appropriateness. She can't oh, be a great 10 question. years old calling mm. it her lady bits. <laughs> I mean, funny is an option. There was a really horrible one. I'm gonna offend people here by saying it, but fadge was another <laughs> one when I was in primary school. <laughs> you which see, I, I think Ringer, I could not call that like for my child. I think I think fadge is a good middle ground. Because aside
0: from something really stupid. Like one of those stupid ones that fucking is on Lad Bible or something. Oh, you know, like 10 names yeah. you can call this a girl, whatever. <laughs> and they always come up with stupid, terrible ones that are like really degrading. Yeah. But I think fadges is now, I think that's a decent middle ground. Now we, for the longest time, I fucking love this question, Adam. This is a great <clears> question. For the longest time, we called it a front bottom. <laughs> okay. So when George was about five or six, we would say, oh yeah, well... You know, you know, like where you're front bottom, and she go, Oh, okay, yeah, I know what you mean. And now she just knows, like I said, now she's 10. she's just kind of heard everything. Yeah. But there's no you are right, there's no middle ground, is there? It's either some mm. it's either something silly, like willy or winky, yeah. and then it just goes straight into dick or cock, which exactly. just is just yeah.
1: wrong. That's way too aggressive. Like when you're <laughs> going from nursery straight to secondary school, there needs mm. to be like an <laughs> infants yeah. and juniors level. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Of Where's, the Where's the primary school? Where's primary school of <coughs> private names for like penis exactly. and vaginas? Exactly.
0: Where is that section? But I think fudge is a good one. I think it's kind of silly. Kind of makes me
1: cringe.
2: I find Does fudge it? to be like aggressive, like cock yeah. and dick. I, 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 that's it's. I mean, it's a poor choice really? of words, but it's, it's like, rubbing me up the wrong way. Like, yeah. It's sending like a
1: cold <laughs> shiver down my spine. Or like someone's threatening your child's vagina with glitter and beads. <laughs> Ready for a fadjazzle.
2: You get the fuck out of here, Amy Child. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stay away from my babies. D- I don't
0: think
1: there is one, though, then, is there? What is there? I guess you would just... I don't, I don't know. know. I think maybe going from Winky to Willy is, mm. is a gradual step. Yeah. It's very similar, yeah. but Willy is a bit more like Cheeky Lad name for yeah. it. Winky yeah. does seem more kind of infant, but... I don't know. Going from, like, lady bits to fanny? Do you know,
0: I was going to say, actually, yeah, do you know what Sarah always calls it to Georgia? She always says bits, like, mm, hey, bit. your bits. Yeah, she always you says bit. your bits. Instead of a lady bits, yeah. just your bits. Yeah, she always says your bits. If, if yeah. for, Like, when Georgia gets out of the bath or something, Sarah will go, hey, put your bits away, and make you know, it always makes Georgia yeah. laugh. Yeah, because so, that, that's
1: kind of a collective noun. Yeah, <laughs> for, that's your genitals and your mm-hmm. anus. So just just get it all covered, please. Yeah, get it all covered, then then you're
0: kind of yeah. safe, aren't you?
2: That's true. I've taken no... little liberty of um, texting blossom blossoms upstairs with the Freya at the minute, and I asked her like, what was what was hers called when she was younger? And the, the word she's come up with, which to be fair, it, quite, it might be quite a local thing, is a, a mini for oh, a mini. Yeah, yeah,
1: a mini is another one. Mm. A mini. Yeah,
0: I know sometimes I know. Sometimes Sarah's called a Mary <laughs> A Mary, yeah
1: Mary's another one it, Mary, it, Mary. It's like kind of like mm, sounds quite, yeah. kind of get associated with like Mary Mini Minge <laughs> Oh god <laughs> It, it, it is all believe that, you dropped that type that. of like noise isn't it We need a bleep button, that was a hard <laughs> end. We need a bleep button, that was terrible that last one, oh my god That Minge but, yeah. is softer and more delicate than Fadge I've got to say.
0: I don't know. Min-min-mage. I don't know. No, to me, to me, Minge is just dirty
1: council back alley.
2: Like...
1: <laughs> well, so is Fudge, though. Fadge is like aggressive hmm. child going, just show it to me. I showed you mine. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even. Oh, my
2: God. I can't take um, that seriously after... Um... Was it Shelly Martinez started screaming it out in a wrestling match in TNA oh, God, like years yeah. ago? <laughs> yeah, she did. What did she?
1: Yeah, yeah. Why? What? What possessed her to be shouting that?
2: Uh, someone did a move you've... on her, like where they uh, like basically like forced her to do the splits? If <laughs> I remember correctly. And then, okay. like, to, to in, in wrestling terms,
1: sell that she was in pain, she started screaming out, My Vag! My Vag! Oh, well, that's different. <laughs> vag is F A D G E to me. Uh. Vag is different. Th- I'd say Vag is more of like a, like, if, if you're in your 20s or 30s and you don't want to use a rude word, you would say that. So, wait, so are you saying the F vag. word or the, the v-, v word is worse? Which one?
0: F, F is, is more aggressive.
1: Fag. Yeah, it's too aggressive. Fag isn't nice anyway. In, to my ears, because again, that's that's like saying dick or cock. But like, you'd, I'd say dick is more acceptable. Like, you don't hear anyone saying they've got big fag energy, <laughs> but they have big
0: dick energy. <laughs> no, I've heard. No, I've heard girls say about big fag
1: energy. Genuinely. Have they? Yeah, yeah, oh, I've heard I've... it. Man, I've, I've obviously not spoken to enough energetic ladies. <laughs> <laughs> or ladies with enough energetic fadges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all those lazy fadges. <laughs> that's, that's the type of lady I hang around with. <laughs> <laughs> to go with your
0: lazy dick energy.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's
2: a good mix. Uh, God, that sounds like what the, we... the start of a Viagra um, advert. Do you suffer from lazy dick energy?
0: Yeah. Do you have lazy dick energy? Take the blue no. yeah.
1: pill. Is, is your cock nonchalant? <laughs> <laughs> have you got stoic shaft?
0: <laughs> is your cock a little cumsi cumsar? Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, to be fair, at this point in my life, mine is for sure. I'm just like, eh, all right, okay, whatever. Yeah. Be bothered. <laughs> don't know. Who cares? It's done its job now. Mine yeah. has. Three kids, yeah, exactly. enough. Yeah, Adam's with honors, you're, you're you're just the just say, Yeah, Adams. Adams is like um, you know, in a cannon fodder, when like they get upgraded and they become like
1: generals or something. Adam's <laughs> reached the top of the level. He's fucking produced three kids. I do. wonder what, why my knob had like a, a smart hat and a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what though, when they pinned the medal to Muscroton, that that was the worst part. <laughs> yeah. The pain isn't worth it. Yeah. <laughs> It
2: was very awkward was when, s- your, uh, when your cock saluted, though. That was kind of... Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, impressive.
0: Churchill looking startled. I was very... I was very... Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I was going to say about your kind of malaise. It's amazing to me how many people get that. I always thought I was the only person who got it. That kind of... You're energetic for something. And then a week after, you just go, eh, all right, whatever. I always feel... Yeah. Do you know when I get it, like, weirdly, when I feel it the most, I do get it in regular life about certain things, but I feel it the most playing certain games. There's always a point when I'm playing a game, like a video game, and I think, man, I'm going to play this for months, months and months and months. I cannot get enough of this game. Literally the next day, I'll turn it on and go, oh, I can't be bothered, <laughs> and that's it. And I don't play it then for, like, six months. Yep. And I can't work out why that is. And I, I, I understand what you're saying. You have all this energy for doing something, and then you just, it just disappears and it evaporates into nothingness. That's, and I don't know why. That's big dad energy. I think <laughs> no, something God, like that. Yeah, you for might something
1: right, where you, you're enjoying yourself as a dad. That, that is short-lived. You, can, you can't spend like months on a, a video game now. It has to be like yeah. three days worth of play. And then the story ends. You can wrap it up, send it off to CEX, and get the next one. <laughs> yeah, and then go again, That's it. get a new one. Get the new fix. Yeah. <laughs> the new hotness. Yeah. Get I, the new I, hotness, yeah. I don't know if it's the change in weather or if it's if it's just something else. Like I I am gradually I think I've got the awareness I'm gradually approaching the age of 40. Mm. And I I'm at a, a, a geographical position in my life where I'm far away from everyone I care about, uh, apart from my children. Obviously. And I think I spent the past week just <laughs> thinking, man, my 40th is going to suck. Like, my actual birthday. So I've been, I've been kind of thinking what I might do, like, by myself. And then I realised... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Why are you going to be by yourself? Because you I like people to do to that and... kind of thing on my birthday. Yeah, but invite people to come and see you. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like... Been by myself, like waking up without someone in the house, like a mm. child or a family member or a partner to just wish you happy birthday. Something like that. Have, inviting friends, I would, but with my 40th and the same with my 30th, I, I spent my 30th, I just went out and I did something to myself and I had some real me time and I really enjoyed it. Despite me being in a tricky scenario, because it was a breakup of my first major relationship (laughs) around my birthday. Uh, For this one, I'd like to do something similar. But what I realised, and what has kind of struck the malaise, is I realised I agreed with both my ex-partners that I would have the kids on February half-term, which is basically the day after my (laughs) birthday that starts. So my (laughs) malaise is more like, no, I can't even do anything now. Because we, got, I've got to do stuff for the kids. So, <laughs> as selfish as that sounds, like just wanting to maybe like go go to London overnight was an idea, and like do the Harry Potter world thing. Because like my kids, my eldest kids, have done it like three times. So I wouldn't take them because it's just boring to them now. So I thought, well, I'll just go myself. And I realised, oh no, I've got to be back very early the next day. So I can do half term stuff. That's gonna be fun.
0: (laughs) So does doing something on your actual birthday does that mean something to you then? Does that like is that why you're bothered? So you wouldn't like if it was a week later, you wouldn't think, I don't care, it's a week later, I'll just have my day a week later. Does it have to be like your actual birthday?
1: It does. It does have to be on my birthday. And I don't know why. Looking back on that, I can't think why it has to be on my birthday in particular. It's just a birthday is a birthday. Like every other day is someone else's birthday. So do it on my birthday. That that's when it should be done because that is my day. Although there are loads of other people I know with the same day. Like I even was in the same class with at school with people with the same birthday, <laughs> and it, it did make it that little bit less special. So I couldn't deal with that. Yeah, if I had, I,
2: someone in my class with the same birthday as me, I'd have to go all Highlander on them and like chop their heads <laughs> off. They could <laughs> be only really
1: one. It's only one on this day. This is my day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's kind of, yeah, that's weird. See, I've never, ever cared about my birthday. Once I got past about, like I've, I know I said before, I think I've said it on here before, but once you get past 18, who gives a shit what, what when your birthday mm. is? Who cares? I couldn't care less about my birthday. I yeah. do not honestly care at all. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go anywhere. It's just another day. Well done. Yeah, yeah, you've not for died a for a, a year.
1: The, Congrats. A lot of the small ones, like the standard ones, yeah, but there is that tradition which, as much as I don't really hold with a lot of traditions in Britain, that is one that's ingrained so heavily into my head that your 40th is a really big one. So I've got that pressure in my head already that I need to do something. Makes sense. Where does that come from? The 40th
0: thing, not for you. I mean, just like in jail, because it is a I thing in popular it, society. Like, exactly. It's I like get whole life eighteen begins and at I get forty, and yeah, I guess I get eighteen and I get twenty-one, but I I don't understand forty. Is it because, because it was like middle age it. or something back in the day? I don't know.
2: I mean, it's yeah. literally because it ends with a zero. I think mean, that's the only reason. It's like it ends with I a guess. zero. It must be important.
1: It's probably made it like another life 10 years. expectancy based. True. Yeah. Like. Uh I'm like back in the fifties when everyone was like on woodbines and bitter as a main diet <laughs> every day, a lard with every meal. Like getting to 80 was a big effort. So good old days. So 40, well you're halfway through, mate. You yeah. you it's all downhill from here. So you may as well make a, a big effort on your fortieth. So that's kind of what I think it is. That pressure is in my head that, oh my god, I'm gonna be forty. And as mm. well as the whole like, shit, I'm gonna be forty. I'm single and there are other things in my life I would like to improve. So it it's me taking that any opportunity to beat myself up as well. <laughs> I think Yeah, Which you do enjoy that's
0: one life. of your that it's, is one of your favourite pastimes.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is one exactly. of your
0: main hobbies, that is true.
1: Yeah, yeah is I true. wish that's I could, could get paid point. for it to be honest, because you know, <laughs> I'd be on overtime. I do it at night. <laughs> I do it now. Yeah, I do it now do for free. It in my can I sleep. get like time? Yeah, can I do it to time and I'll get time and a half
0: if yeah. I do it at night time. <laughs> All right. I wanted to mention something to you boys to get your opinion, and luckily I can ask you both this because you know my daughter well. We were talking the other week about when do you start showing your kids? At what age can you show your kids certain films? And I was talking mm. about you know I saw Aliens when I was six, and that was one of Adam's favorite uh, first scary films and that kind of thing. I was watching Squid Game. This week, the hot new show on Netflix, the uh, South Korean show, which I finished tonight. And i got to say, you get a chance, folks, watch Squid Game. I thought it was fantastic. I loved every second. I really enjoyed it. It even made me cry at one point. So that's how Ooh. much that show got to me. Because I don't cry. I didn't, I cried once after my mum died. So Squid Game <laughs> and my mum, apparently on the same level. But there we go. That's another window into my psyche. But Georgia ended up watching it with me because I was watching I was watching it, and she saw the start of the first episode. So she's watched all nine episodes with me. Now, this show is a 15, and I said to her, she said, what's the show about? And I said, well, like, as far as I know, it's... About, I won't spoil it because it's brand new. As far as I know, it's about this, and then there's this. She said, okay. She said, can I watch it? Now, I think she was intrigued because of the costumes, so I know you've seen it, Adam. So You know, like the red overalls with the masks and everything. Yeah, I think she was intrigued because of those costumes. And she said, can I watch it? So I said, listen, I trust you. You're a smart girl. I believe that you can differentiate, you know, make believe and what's, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is just a TV show. I said, but be warned, there might be a few scenes in it that I can't let you watch. And I was thinking about anything to do with sex. Basically, that was what I was like. Okay, I don't want you seeing that. And there was, there is one sex scene in it <clears> with a man and a woman in a bathroom. And I made her not watch that bit because I had so, oh. so because it's subtitled, she could watch it, and I had my headphones in. So I said, "Well, I'll just put the TV on." She said, "No, no." She says, "I like, I enjoy watching it with no sound in case it's like a scary noise or something." So I said, "Okay hmm. then." So she just watched it. So she never heard anything either. I had my headphones in. She could then read the subtitles because again, it's South Korean. And then she watched it with me. What was interesting was, now first off, like, yeah, she's she's nearly 10. So she's watching a 15 at nearly 10. And there is like various points in where multiple people die and get shot and at some point get operated on and stuff like that. And it was interesting. Her reactions were more to the sad events So she actually got upset four times in the show because a certain person died or a certain nice thing happened and she cried. Yet when it was like something gory, and here's my daughter now, when it was something gory, she just laughed and kind of went, oh, that's gross. So there's a scene where there's a woman lying on the floor. Her brain is splodged on the floor and Georgia just giggled and went, oh, that's disgusting. Mm -hmm. Like that. And that was it. But... I was more kind of curious what you guys thought. Like, Adam, would you show... I know Sophie's probably old enough now, but like, how about Daniel? Oh, and yeah. I was what you guys thought about
1: sort of showing people that at such a young age. Yeah, they're watching it this weekend. My, my mm-hmm. eldest oh, okay. daughter specifically messaged me and said, can we watch it? And I was like, yeah, of course, because it's absolutely fucking amazing. I, I would say, like, you know, we, we have bigged up, in particular, Black Summer, the TV show on oh, Netflix. Yeah. To me, Squid Game is at that level of Ooh. TV for the sheer production value, the quality of the storyline, the yeah. subplots that go through, the uh, the the actual basis of the plot that goes through and the development of the characters. It's excellent. It is the best TV show based on a manga that was never, ever based on a manga. It's completely mm. original. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. yeah. I I am more than happy for them to watch it. Obviously, Daisy wouldn't, but I think, you know, 10 is perfectly fine for that. Because Hmm. there's a few factors that go into it. There is a language barrier, so if you are not watching it dubbed, I I watched it dubbed because I had other stuff to do while I was watching it. Yeah, But traditionally, I would watch it with a just the original language and the subtitles on. But if you do, if you watch it that way, that brings you out of it because you are concentrating on the subtitles and then glancing at what's on the screen. So you're already kind of pushed back from being completely absorbed into the the world. So when something happens there, you you are already su- sufficiently distanced to go, yeah. Well, it's just a TV show, so it's not real. So I don't have to worry about it if it's particularly violent or anything like that yeah also the the actual I could use the technical terms but the actual like set decoration and everything like that and the whole basis of it uh is is very much rooted in kind of cartoony elements and yeah. childish things so it's it's kind of like if you remember the old film *Toys* with Robin Williams in, that kind of like bright, cartoony sets, but it's still got a serious message and it's still got adult tones in it. But you could sit and watch it with someone younger because that sufficiently distracts them from the actual, the more adult side of thing. So I'd, I'd be more than happy for my kids to watch it. I mean, I've already binged the whole thing in like two days, and I'm going to watch it again with them because I enjoyed it that much. So yeah, I, definite. yeah. If if you've not watched it, go watch it. Everyone else is, so don't be left out. I will yeah, just th- say
2: that I've I've just looked at a synopsis because I 'cause I'm like shit like, watching things in ethics. I've just looked at a synopsis of it and I'm watching it after I put Freya to sleep tonight. That sounds it sounds incredible. I can't bloody wait. Um in terms of the question, for instance, um Georgia. I I met Georgia, I know how switched on she is. Like absolutely, like she should be. Out, she can watch that at ten. When it comes to Freya, yeah. you know, as obviously it's too early to tell. She might be like have a completely different personality to what, of George course, is yeah. Yeah. to what at, at ten than what it is now. What I will say is, I when the way I was raised, I was watching things that were age rated above me way before I should have done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've mentioned many times on the podcast that I was brought up watching watching Bottom which I understand is like a different sort of, got an age rating for a completely different reason than this show about <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. this squid game show. But I mean, I'm watching bottom and I'm like in my what seven, eight, nine listening to a couple of guys saying shit, fuck, cunt all over the place. Um, <laughs> and also as well, like when I was like 10, like, I'm sure I was around that age when I played Grand Theft Auto for the first time, which was always 18 rated and involved running people over and shooting people in the street. So as I said, I, I think I turned out all right. I haven't killed anyone yet.
0: Yeah, yet. Yet. I feel like, <laughs> um, I've said this before as well, but I feel like if you've got a parent who's into kind of not necessarily gory things, but like I said before, I like horror films, I like thrills, all that kind of thing it's good that I can explain to Georgia why it's not scary. And that I can say to her, oh, do you know how they do that? It's just a really clever makeup trick. Because I think at one point me something happened, she is, goes... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I said to her, oh, do you know how they... She said something like, wow, there's loads of blood in there. I said, oh yeah. I said, do you know how they make it? She said, no. So I just explained to her, you know, it's basically this and some food coloring. And she's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Mm. And it's more like kind of lessening the kind of oh the shock factor kind of thing just go yeah it's just really clever makeup design people who are really smart can make these things and make it look real it's really impressive think of it that way but like i said i was i was kind of suitably impressed that she didn't actually get that scared or because i thought after that scene where the woman's lying on the floor and like half her brain's hanging out i was convinced she was gonna have a nightmare that night i was convinced Mm. and she but she didn't she never did Cause she used to have nightmares quite a lot when she was young. <laughs> when she was young, about alligators for
1: some reason. I have no yeah. idea why. Well, it's probably all but... of that uh, polar bear research that you made her do <laughs> 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 about how vicious and blood soaked the, the real world can be.
0: Yeah, it's a fair point, actually. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh... But yeah, but watching things like that, she's been okay. And now I know she's watched that and she's fine with it. <laughs> I'm now thinking, oh, shit. Okay, now what other things can she watch? Because I'm trying to now work out what else is around that level. So I'm thinking, oh, damn, is it time to show a Predator yet? Am I, am I there oh, yet? yeah, definitely. <laughs>
1: and I'm thinking... it's way then, less yeah.
0: gory than that. That's what I mean. I was thinking, well, because it's sci-fi as well, you can kind of get away with it more because it's like it's even less real, because <laughs> Squid Game is at least based in a reality. Yeah. Okay, it's an extreme version of reality, but you can at least get away with Predator saying this is not even real at all. It's mm-hmm. nowhere near being real. So yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she really enjoyed it. She really, really enjoyed it, and I was really happy as well that she was happy to watch a, so you know something that was dubbed, and she's happy to watch foreign TV, which is something yes. I bleat on about to people all the time. That God, I think four of my. I think four of the five best shows I've watched this year have not been English, or not been mm. in English. Yeah. With Black Black Summer Season 2 being the only one that was in that list. Whereas everything else I've watched that was amazing was like Icelandic or South Korean or whatever, mm. but... Yeah,
1: yeah. Squid Game, yeah. Kattler, Uh Catler was, was the, unbelievable. The Last Flight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, Into the Night. Into the Night, not The Last Flight. Yeah. I'm sure that is Kat- something, just no, Into quick, the
0: Night, yeah, amazing. For quick reference, Catler was my, my show of the year. Oh my god! Yeah, that is my absolute show of the year. I I really, really like it.
1: I think I'm about halfway through.
0: God, so obviously I'm not going
1: to spoil anything. But yeah, yeah, and the dark as well. I'm uh, that's that's what has inspired me to start my Duolingo German course. Uh, (laughs) I told you the first,
0: the first ever episode, Dark messed me up. It really messed me up and got me really in a bad headspace thinking (laughs) about stuff. That was yeah. the first thing I said on this show ever about Dark. Yeah, it's fucking Dark amazing. Is really good, though. It's though. so good. Really, so really good. good. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> All right, I did have a question for you boys this week.
1: Yes, you did. Gave us homework. Yeah,
0: I gave you homework. I like to give you a bit of homework. Were there any celebrities that if you met them you would feel quite? If you got, I, mean, I don't just mean kind of passing in the street. Maybe you get like a VIP thing or, I don't know, they break down outside your house or something. So they've got to sit in your house for an hour while you make up a cup of tea and they wait for the AA or something. Are there any celebrities that you could meet that would make you feel slightly giddy? I'll open it to you, one of you two first.
2: My answer is not anymore. All the ones that would have made me feel giddy are dead. That sounds quite depressing to say, but... but it's, <laughs> God. I, and I'll bring it up again. like uh, The Rick Mayles, the... the yeah. The princes, no the David Bowie's, all of them. All, yeah. all, all the ones that I would have like loved to have met. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. all, all those ones are dead for me now. The only one that possibly would be would be Jennifer Lawrence, but that's more of an attraction thing rather than like, oh my sake. God, I've always wanted to meet her. It's just like, no, she's gorgeous. That's that's pretty much you'd it. Get,
0: you'd get all tongue-tied.
2: Oh, yeah, hi, that, Jennifer. Yeah. Hi. Huh. <laughs> like, <that. laughs>
0: like you're 12 years old again. <laughs>
2: Sorry to keep Fair it enough. short, but sorry to keep a, a, a short, sweet answer, but it's,
1: that it's, is that's how I feel about it. though, Benny. Yeah. Podcast efficiency. <laughs> you've done yeah, your homework, you've turned no it fluff. in, and you have answered the question to the best of your ability. And shown your workings out as well. Exactly. Well that's, that's an A from me, uh, but please see me <laughs> after class. 'cause is Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence I want to share with you.
2: My essay my essay reads, um, All my heroes are dead.
1: A plus. If you look closely you can see all the tear marks soaked into the paper. Yeah, I've been crying onto the page. <laughs> all right. Adam then? My mine are like I had to really have a think about it because it's it's not what about like proper A list movie stars? like someone like Bruce Willis or Arnie or Leo DiCaprio or anyone like that and it was just like no i don't really care enough about them or their work to feel like i would be so giddy i think they're that kind of so far removed from it or i just don't consume enough of their media to like focus on them as individuals too much uh, and it got me thinking right probably the people i would feel more excited about meeting are those kind of lower class Mm. celebrities that aren't really celebrities to the majority of people. They're not like A-list or anything like that, but I consume a lot of their media. So people like Scott Ockerman and Paul F. Tompkins, who do in in the things like Comedy Bang Bang and the Freedom and different podcasts like that, Those two people, I I would be genuinely giddy because I listen to so much of their stuff. I've been to see them live when they were over in the UK a few years ago uh, and was just like a couple of seats from the front row. And all the time, I remember, I was just looking up at them and smiling and going, Oh my God, it's really them. I can see them in the flesh. If I got talking to either of them, I... I'd be more tongue-tied than I usually am when I try to speak to someone outside my immediate social circle. <laughs> so, yeah, those two, it it would be like meeting the Queen to some people. <laughs> because it's just, oh my God, I'm s- such a huge fan of everything they do. That's good answers, though. I like that.
2: I uh, wanna, Adam's his actually, wife, um, asked, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but on. Adam's actually rem- made, reminded me of one that would... Make me giddy, and ah. it might possibly be the same for you as well, Masters, which is um, and Mads, Mads Mikkelsen, like, if I met him, I don't know how I'd react because he's the coolest motherfucker on the planet. Yeah.
0: He is fucking, yeah, that guy's really cool.
2: And speaking and that's of why... cool motherfuckers as well, the first time uh, me, Masters, and Sven went to a wrestling show, we met Shinsuke Nakamura, and I... Did get like when I caught him out the um, the side at the core of my eye, like, when when he was at the height of his powers before he retired. Um, <laughs> I had that exact same fear. And then, like, oh my God, he's literally right over there. Oh my God, I'm going to have to speak to him. He's not going <laughs> to understand a word that I'm saying, but I'm going <clears> to <throat> speak to him anyway. Do you know who I got
0: that? God, this turned into fucking Japanese wrestling podcast <laughs> again. Do you know who I got? I got that with Shibata. Yeah, More yeah. Than, and now, to me, like, this is so fucking niche. Like, I don't know if anyone's even going to get this reference. To me, Okada is the greatest wrestler of the last decade. Yeah. And he's in the top 10 wrestlers ever. And I've met him and was really happy to meet him. I got way more good at meeting Shibata. <laughs> only because, A, I never, ever, ever thought I'd meet him. Mm-hmm. So once Japanese wrestlers started coming over to the UK to do shows here for Revolution Pro... I never thought Shibata would come over and do a show ever. I just imagined he was a guy who was kind of quite surly and didn't want to come over yeah. or didn't want to hang out. Or so meeting Shibata was kind of a holy fuck. He's kind of it was almost like he was untouchable kind of thing, and mm-hmm. he was so polite and nice and was happy to take a picture and all that kind of thing. But he was so happy to be there. Yeah, unlike Ishii, who just was, looked like miserable as sin. Dude was so angry. Dude, he was so fucking angry to be there. He didn't want to be anywhere but anywhere but there. He was so miserable. Yeah, Nakamura, Yeah, the Japanese vessel was a good one. But it was kind of getting to... Uh, that's why I really like Adam's answers is, like Adam said, it's kind of, I could meet an A-lister, I could meet a premiership footballer, but it being giddy about someone is such a personal thing. Even if I met Ronaldo, I would be like, oh, cool, Ronaldo, that's pretty cool. And I know some people would kill for that chance, but if I met him, I wouldn't be all kind of, oh my God, you're Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> I'd just be kind hmm. of, oh Yeah. You're cool, you're really good at football. Awesome. Well done. Same with like Messi or any hockey player or anything. But it's those people who have that kind of something about them just sticks with you. One of mine is one that Adam just mentioned. I've got two. Aside from like Benny said, apart from Rick Mail, I would have I would have loved loved to have met uh, mm-hmm. Rick Mail because he is somebody who has stuck with me personally. Mm-hmm. One of them was Arnold Schwarzenegger. I just can't even and it sounds crazy, but as we were saying last week, he had such an effect on me growing up for some reason, and all his films are stuck with me, uh, all his lines, his and, and the work he's done, and he's an amazing guy. I lift weights all the time. Nobody gives a fucking shit. <laughs> he lifted, he lifted <laughs> weights, and six times was called the coolest motherfucker in the universe who lifted <laughs> weights. That's how fucking awesome he was. Went to another country, didn't speak the language. I'm going to become an A-list movie star, and he did. Oh, now that's finished. I'm going to be the highest paid movie star. He was. Oh, now I'm going to run for the governor of California, <laughs> the richest state in America. And he was. And now he does yeah. loads of good work for, like, the environment and all this kind of stuff. And the guy's got a motherfucking donkey who lives in his house with him. <laughs> What's not to love about this guy? He's so fucking. I just. Teenage me would have just killed. Would have killed to meet Arnie. And I still hold that kind of silly childlike thing whenever he's on TV or whenever I see him talk. And he just makes me smile. It's kind of a weird ah. thing. And the other one is, is just because I think this guy just puts himself out there all the time and lives through his work. And it's Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age, mm-hmm. um, the lead guy from Queens of the Stone oh, Age. Okay. He's 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 mentioned before that he only makes music for himself, but then gives it to everybody else. And when you listen to his songs and his records, he's telling you about his life. So the latest Queens of the Stone Age album, which came out, I think, two and a half, three years ago, Mm. you can tell there's lots of things on it that relate to him being a dad and talking to his kids. Whereas if you go back to their second record, it's all about him doing loads of drugs and getting drunk all the time and crazy parties and fucking psychedelic drugs and all this kind of stuff. And I, I love that about him. He just puts himself out there all the time for his artwork. And I really, really relate to that. And they are fucking unbelievable live and the best band I've ever seen. And they, like we said before, music's a personal thing and they are that band who kind of, I don't know, doesn't matter what kind of mood I'm in, there's always a song that of theirs that I can listen to. If I'm melancholy, I can put this on. If I want to feel cool, I can put this one on. If I want to go crazy and jump around the house like a crazy person, I can put this one on. And I think, yeah, I think for that reason, and like I said, because he gives himself out so much, I really kind of love that about him and respect that about him. But they're the only two; they're the
1: two that would um, would kind of make me giddy. Mm. I think I think part of it, overall, like you were saying, teenage you would have killed to have seen mm-hmm. Arnie. Like I was thinking, well, when I was a teenager, like Jackie Chan was a huge Ooh, idol to oh. me because. I I grew up on all his films. That's a great choice. His history, the fact that, you know, he was in this uh, opera school and had to go through so much to get where he was and developed like this whole separate cinema scene within uh Hong Kong. Uh however, over the past like decade my passion for him has dropped to basically zero because I realise what type of person he is. When you actually get behind that initial kind of, this Jackie Chan, he does all his own stunts and he does these films or did them back in the 80s and they're not as good now. And then you realise, oh, well, actually now he's the uh, one of the Many mouthpieces of the tyrannical Chinese government, and oh no, uh, is he? Yep, and oh, uh, no. he's, he's actually he's like disowned <laughs> oh, his children right by making sure they don't receive oh, any of his inheritance when he no. dies, and uh, he's oh. cheated on his wife and things like that, and you just oh go, god. oh god. Like, oh and, and even with Arnie, like there are stories about him about being unfaithful and things like that and, you know, potential sexual abuse and you, you that with them. a lot of celebrities and it really sours you to when you realise God, they are just normal humans but in such a position of power that they can get away with that kind of stuff and it's that lower end of uh, the Prince Andrew scale Where, you know, Prince Andrew's at the top of the scale You know, someone who's in a really privileged position of power And can basically get away with whatever he wants to Because he's a (laughs) paedophile, allegedly Then you've got, like, going down and down and down the list And then you've got, like, potentially a local radio DJ Who's only known in, like, a five-mile radius of where you live (laughs) Can get away with, like, squeezing the bum of the intern Who goes past you realize that that kind of celebrity does give a lot of people that power for abuse and for other nasty things and that's why i think god i just I, I just want role models or associate with people who are just pretty chill and are like maybe in a nice settled marriage and you can just listen about their work and things like that without hearing <laughs> about all the bad stuff going on because they're so famous that so many people dig up dirt on them. I'd rather who's go the for that, biggest, that lower level
0: type of thing. Who's the biggest star that we can think of who is squeaky clean that we know of?
1: Joe Pasquale. <laughs> <laughs> oh no squeaky clean literally. Sorry, I thought you said squeaky voice. <laughs> yeah, uh, literally. Oh God, somebody's squeaky clean.
0: I mean As in no one has any bad word to say about them. No salacious rumours. They don't
1: seem to Ever caught any controversy or anything? I mean, there, there are people who are the subject of controversy. Uh, you know, they, they do things in their personal life and their privacy has been breached. And what they do isn't necessarily immoral or bad or anything like that, but it then paints them in a different picture. Like Jennifer yeah. Lawrence, for example, with mm-hmm. when all those celebrities' phones got hacked and there were loads of nude photos that she'd taken of herself for other people that she was directly linked to and yeah. all of that was spread over the internet and that does then paint Jennifer Lawrence in a different light but I would say Jennifer Lawrence is a prime example because everything I see about her is just she's so stemming with positivity and excitement to be where she is that you you get that and you get that infectious it's like oh my god I've just walked into this job and now I'm hanging around <laughs> like Jack Nicholson at award <laughs> ceremonies oh my god it's amazing and and that's great. And you don't really hear any rumors. That the only rumors you might hear are like in the Daily Mail that she's oh no she's put on weight. Here are some salacious bikini <laughs> shoots from her latest holiday. It's true as well because good news doesn't sell,
0: does it? Exactly. So you're never gonna yeah. you're never gonna see on a fucking dirty shitty rag like the Sun. Oh, Chris Evans goes out to buy milk, says hi to passerby, goes home.
1: That's it, no. there's no... You would see that in all of those horrible celebrity magazines, though. Oh like, yeah, like Heat. Yeah, when when I have read those magazines, and I don't buy them for myself, so this is going back a few years, it is just like, ah oh, here's, here's Charlotte Church taking the bins out, and it's like a double page spread of just Charlotte Church <laughs> in a like, wedding, uh, not wedding gown, dressing gown and slippers, just like... Taken a wheelie bin out, but they've obviously been taken from like a hedgerow by a guy with a telephoto lens three miles away. Yeah, <laughs> it's just why? Why is that interesting? Yeah, they're like us because they're just people. They've still got to yeah. take the bins out. Danny <laughs> does. Um,
0: is Blossom a, a, a heat reader or like a celebrity kind of gossip person? Does not seem to be, but I don't know.
2: No, not massively. Actually, the, the person who likes that stuff more than Blossom is actually Blossom's dad. Boston Dad, like if if we're in a shop, all, he'll ask us to get him like a Heat magazine or a Hello magazine, and all what? that makes a bit of that makes a bit of toilet reading for him. But he does enjoy what? that sort of thing. He also like watches no all the all the trashy reality shows, like um,
1: oh, Anyways Essex oh, and Real Housewives yeah. of wherever. I think I've mentioned be saying before. that before. Yeah, right. Yeah. Next time you go round there, just like <laughs> can you set up a pin on some channels to like uh, you know. Do a parental lock and don't tell him the number. (laughs) I
0: thought you were going to say, can you take a picture of his toilet reading? Like his bathroom, and then can you take a picture of all the magazines in his bathroom? No, just kick the door down
1: while he's reading it. I need to see evidence of an elderly man or an older man on the toilet reading Heat, because I don't think that exists. If he's not not reading um, Heat magazine, he's probably reading the Screwfix catalogue.
2: Uh, those are the two ends of the spectrum <laughs> is, say, is heat magazine basically
1: company. like old man nuts magazine <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it's the only way i can see ladies in bikinis <laughs> <It's> <laughs> through paparazzi taking it from uh, five miles away yeah while well, they're sunbathing on a private island exactly uh, it's a weird thing though this because it's just sparked a memory i've got in my head uh, my mum actually has a lot of her mum's scrapbooks from, like, the 30s and 40s. Okay. And they are basically cut-out pictures from the Heat magazine of the day. And it's just loads of, like, really old, like, film stars and things like this. Uh, And it's the same kind of thing. Like, not taking the bins out. They're all more kind of promotional shoots or photographs of them, like, leaving somewhere. Like a restaurant, but it's just mental to think that that was going on a hundred years ago. Nearly mm. this type of thing, this obsession with celebrity, and will it ever go away? Will will we be free At of
2: this? At least that was a more of a time where everything seemed to be a bit more positive. I guess when there was like a a war on the horizon, like a, you need to have some sort of good news going on in the in the uh, in the in the trashy yeah. mags. Oh, Sydney Poitier steps what? out of the restaurant. He said the prawns were <laughs> lovely. I was going to say,
0: war's coming, chaps, but don't worry. Here's Doris Day buying some fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> she did not order scraps. That'll, that'll take down Jerry. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. God. All right. It's that time when we kind of we Adam, question, okay. please. Do it.
1: Right. Do I ask the mother of the child who threw my son's toy to the ground, breaking it, Ask him to buy my son a new one. It is my son's favourite toy, an Optimus Prime action figure. Yes. That's a question. (gasps) Now, (laughs) without context,
0: because you never know, the boy boy whose toy it was Mm -hmm. might have said to the boy who was holding it... Smash this on the ground, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hate this toy. Can you please get rid of it for me? Yeah. And the mum's seen it and gone. Oh my god! Or the boy whose toy it was said something so horrible to the boy who had the toy, mm. maybe questioning his parentage or something. Yeah, have we got an. Do we have an age on this or not?
1: No. I'm assuming yeah, so. they're they're a child and they're not like two like thirty <laughs> odd year old men <laughs> having an argument over their G one Transformers figures from the eighties.
0: <laughs> no, but I was thinking, like, if the kid's three, that's way different to if the kid's eight or oh, nine. No, that's both true. those kids could still have action figures, couldn't they? They could both still yeah. play with Transformers, and it'd be fine. So, but but then, if you're a nine year old, you know when you're not supposed to say certain things. So maybe this kid said to the other kid who had his toy, "Give me that toy back, or else." And the other kid said, "Or else what? Or else mm. I'll sleep with your mum." And he's like, "Right, that's it." <laughs> he
1: just smashed it. He just smashed it on the floor in rage. So, do we think However, the, the son whose toy it is needs to be questioned then to find out <laughs> the circumstances? Yeah, or do you think, think it's right fair. for you to just go straight to the mum of the child and go, sorry, little Timmy broke little Johnny's favourite toy. Uh, that'll be £50, pounds, please. Here's an invoice. Here's the cutout from the latest Smith's Toy Catalogue or Argos Catalogue to show you where it is. Can you go and get me a new one, please? I feel like um, the, you should hire a PI to get the correct answers from both of the children.
2: Put them in two separate rooms and ask them the same question see if their stories line up. Um, first of all, I don't think... A th- I, I mean, obviously I might be underestimating here, but I don't think a three-year-old would be into Transformers. I, I reckon you're looking at the... Like older age of the single digits, and at that point they fucking know what they're doing. You make that child pay for that Transformers toy, toy either with money or with blood. That's the only acceptable
1: uh, answer. Well, uh, as as a uh, a nerd with access to cartoons, I can advise you that there are toddler Transformer shows. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. The, yeah I think they're called some yeah. like Transformers Rescue Bots or something, and they're not necessarily transforming. They are just. Action figures of like Optimus Prime and what have you, but yeah, there are there are Transformers shows and toys aimed at that younger demographic. So we're actually, not necessarily talking about the intricate transforming one. It could just be a like a model of Optimus Prime that uh, doesn't transform. It's just him.
0: Actually, I still think you are well within your right to go and ask for it, regardless. Yeah. I yeah. Your kid has broken something of my kid's. That's I want them. I want the money for that. Mm. You should give me the money for that. Fair enough. Again, prove how much you paid for it. You know, show the same one in the catalog. This is how much it cost. I would like you to pay for that. If it's beyond repair, or either, can you find somebody who can repair it for me? Like the guy who replaces Woody in Toy Story. You know, find mm. me a a toy. What do they call them? Like a toy repair shop or something yeah. that can do it and, and get it fixed because. It's, yeah, your kid's broken something of my kid's, so you need, you need to
1: pay for that. Yeah, I need you to find a wizened old chess-playing man with a special <laughs> little pull-along suitcase or trunk full of tiny drawers yeah. with tiny screws and special needles in them. And I want you to reattach Optimus Prime's legs, please. <laughs> he literally can't do the thing he says, which is assemble. Is yeah. it assemble? <laughs> yeah. he, you can't, can't he can't roll out now. <laughs> He's <can't>, got no <laughs> wheels attached to him. He has, to just, he has to just limp out. So. That was good. <laughs> oh, there we go. Alright, nice one. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Anything else from you boys? Come and follow me on twitch.tv forward slash dkler d-e-e-k-l-e-r if you want to watch me do funny things like I do on this podcast but you get to see my face. And you may also hear from the other hosts in the chat of that that broadcast and you can interact with us all at the same time yay sometimes yay. we're on the stream yes that's like when true we play Pred- when we play
2: predator, predator battlegrounds we did we?
1: talking about predator we we did play the predator game on the playstation so all of us together it was like a, a live podcast reading but most of us screaming oh my god he's on me he's killing <laughs> <Yeah>. me help <laughs> 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 any thoughts from you benny Thank you for listening,
2: everyone. You have a lovely evening.
0: Yeah. Love you all. There we go. Thank you, everybody. Love you. Take care. Bye. Love you, bye.